Lucky Land Casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kids' PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Your season-long fantasy football lineup is locked in and ready for action. But you don't have to wait till week 16 to get paid. Put your fantasy skills to the test starting Sunday at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site where you could kick the season off by winning $2 million. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Then, turn your love of football into a life-changing payday. Just pick up your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the Week 1 Millionaire Maker. Enter SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome once again to the Student of the Game. I am Kyle Nash, the Student of the Game, and here with me, my troopers, my guys who held it down last week while I was out of the country on a cruise sailing on the Oasis of the Seas. First off, local hero, Chris Rankin, holding it down. He said he's a fireman, but hey, you know what? I think he is on fire at times. What's going on, Chris? Yeah, it's going well. But one thing he is not is flaming. That is definitely true. At any rate, of course, the personality of the show, the man himself in here with his shades and ga- glasses, ready to go. Weasel, weasel. Yeah, boy. That's what I'm talking about, Stephen Weasel Hurley. Bro, I know this is radio. I know this isn't video, but I got to shout out the world. My dude is wearing a spider pig t-shirt. A shout out to the Simpsons movie. The movie itself, relatively uh, forgettable. Um, it was fun, whatever. But spider pig, that's my jam. Trying to tell you, give me my toast. Spider Pig is my jam. Word, you know this. Anyways, so we start out. I, I, I do. I start out with all the happy and all this to bring some sad news. Weasel has his tissues. It's a sad day. Uh, the the Eagles camp officially announcing that they have released one Timothy Tebow. I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry, Weasel. The guy had a excellent his last game. He did uh, do well excellent. in the preseason. It was a uh, two touchdowns. I think he did have an interception, mm-hmm. and uh, he had a rushing. I think one rushing touchdown. He did have at least one rushing touchdown. And he, yes. he had some big runs, but also some decently big throws. And so there are a lot of people that were saying like, "Oh, he's a he's kind of a lock to make it now," um, but. Unfortunately, yeah. he got cut. Yeah. I guess the Eagles didn't uh, want to use him like you know as the two point conversion specialist. Uh, yeah, I mean it's because the guy he's he's got his own kind of talent. I think uh, it's a little bit uh, skills wise, uh, but the guy knows he's you know knows how to win, and he just you know he does the best you know get the job done. Did you drop the all I do is win 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 no matter what defense yeah. right then? Got money in my mind. Can't get enough. <laughs> just saying. So well, I'm going to put my hands up. I think it's just the the whole thing with Tebow is that the guy he his dream and he kind of lived it for a little bit to be an NFL quarterback. But the guy's problem is is that he didn't want to be a tight end. 
He didn't want to be a fullback. He didn't want. He didn't want to. You know, maybe even like a. Uh, I don't think he would be like a good fullback, but tight end was the one that people think he can really flourish at. And the guy just said quarterback, and I mean that's kind well, of one of the reasons why maybe he doesn't have a job right now. Well, I mean, you you, you cite not be, not being willing to change positions. Terrell Pryor in Cleveland has made the spot as a wide receiver. Now, granted. That's not a great accomplishment considering their top guy right now is arguably Dwayne Bowe, and we know how that went in Kansas City. But um, there's some truth to what you're saying. But here's the reason why I don't cry for Tim Tebow too much is I know Chris will be there on tailgates, you know, at UCF games when they're at home, and when they're not, he'll be watching TV and seeing Tim Tebow talk about SEC football. I think Tim's going to be I. Yeah, yeah. The guy's good. The guy's good, but... No, I, I honestly thought he did a good job. Um, I, I thought he made the best of the opportunity to try to make that roster, and um, he still didn't make it. I think on the strength of that, this could be the last Tebow audition. But, you know, winning an NFL playoff game, you can take that with your grandchildren. That's fine. Pretty much for years, he's been getting, uh, always getting, uh, you know, trying to improve his technique oh, for his throw. Much. That's exactly what he's been and, doing. Yeah. Uh, most recently was he's been working for him uh, with uh, Tom Brady's personal Correct. coach. Correct. And that was for about a year, two years or so. And he came in, you know, with a better throw. It's just, I think his problem and is that, you know, vision wise, uh, just the, the kind of the mental aspect of the game. It's just uh, reading defenses, all that good stuff. I don't think he was really up to par on that. but uh, That's that's one knock I've seen, though he did make some decent reads in preseason. Another is the, the speed of his delivery uh, was not um, what they desired. But again, I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm fairly certain I can find a third-string quarterback that he is better than. But, you know, eh, I think what happened is Chip Kelly tried to ask Tim Tebow where Oregon was on a map, and he didn't know. So, automatic cut. Kind of a conspiracy theory here. <laughs> Is that what, when cause, you because the Oregon map thing isn't one? Well, <laughs> it's that Chip Kelly he, he made a lot of you know I'd say controversial decisions like uh, and How about we just uh, say ballsy? like <laughs> could be ballsy yeah like trading trading away their the best running back one of the top running backs in the NFL the previous year uh, McCoy I think the quarterback move was just as risky as, as yeah? Shady I mean Shady's listed as having a bunch of concussion problems. I think shipping him, you know, that was that whole thing. Anyways. And other ones, well, people kind of uh, um, accused him of being, like, you know, racist and stuff like that. But, that did come up, yes. Um, and the whole Tebow thing can maybe be seen as, hey, uh, I'll bring Tebow in. Are He's you trying gonna... to say this is a he cut the white guy thing? No, no, I'm just okay, saying I'm that just <laughs> Tebow, just by who the guy is, yeah. outside of football especially, sure. is that he... Uh, brings a lot of media attention. What would you so, say circus, perhaps? What yes. happens is that there was a lot less on Kelly's side. Uh, if there's a, people are focusing on Tebow, he could do his oh. thing. But uh, the decision I think that's going to make or break their season is going to be uh, the trade. Uh, Nick Foles going to the Rams and uh, good old Sam Bradford. So the guy's like one of, he's a uh, very accurate, you know, he's got, he's, a, good when he plays. he's got a big arm. Yeah. But, uh, uh, that's what's going to be relying on because their backup is Sanchez. You know, they don't want that. <laughs> Chris, what do you think of Weasel's conspiracy theory? Yeah, um, <laughs> no sale. Yeah, <laughs> not not at all. Now I was just going. I was just going through it and saying about um, 
with Tim, Tim Tebow didn't want to play tight end or stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking there was one quarterback that went to Florida that transferred over to tight end, and that's Jordan Reed. Oh. And he played his whole college career as a tight end, but he was a high school quarterback. Um, and then I'm like, you know what? What's the size difference? And really, Jordan Reed's uh, six two two and a half, and Tebow is six two and three quarters. Weight two thirty six for Tebow, two thirty six for Jordan Reed. Forty yard dash. Jordan Reed was four point seven two at the combine. Tim Tebow was four point seven one. It's almost identical. I mean, he could move over there, and I mean, look at. I mean, Jordan Reed has concussion issues right now too. But well, I mean, that comes with playing the position, right? But I mean, that that's my reason why you might not want to play tight end. You know, we're running back for these tight end well, issues. But I mean, if you look yeah. at just the, the type, you know, his size and everything, speed, he'd fit in perfectly under a system. Like and then pull just, that out of thin air, yeah. And and, and I, I think I think part of the reason why he hasn't made that decision, at least from a fiscal standpoint, at the very least, if not a PR one as well, is because he has the cushy SEC analyst job waiting for him. I don't think he does a bad job doing that. I've, I've watched a couple of the broadcasts, you know. He's dreaming for the chicks, and he's well, relatively football-wise for the dudes. You know, I get it. Um, yeah, fair enough. So, rip Tebow's career in the NFL. Sorry, Weasel. <laughs> you want, it's all good. You want to do it one more time, just just for ceremony's sake? Tebow, Tebow, I promise Tebow. I okay. Yeah. Oh, speaking of things that made me not, well, not want to cry, but want to throw stuff. So... The whole deflate gay thing has been taken to court and all this other crap. And the short version is a judge has ruled to overturn the NFL's four-game suspension of Brady's uh, games, uh, four games, for his alleged involvement in deflate gate. Um, judgment came down basically for the moment at least. Brady is going to be starting on week one. And actually, that'll probably be true based on time. But Weasel, walk us through the judgment a little bit. I'll just say that the judge they chose, well, not chose, but the judge that uh, presided the case, there you go. he was pretty down to earth. And he wasn't like right into the uh, the legal books because uh, one thing I noticed was that uh, the whole thing with, uh, uh, with Roger Goodell and the collective bargaining agreement is that the guy has kind of it's like absolute power. He he can make he can make his own decisions. It's like and not just his own decisions. He could be judge, jury, and educa- and executioner in matters of NFL discipline and rule breaking and, and crime and punishment, for lack of a better description. Yes. And one thing I, I don't think he liked was that uh, so he had an appeal. Uh, Brady did. Yes. And who's he got to go up against? Once again, Roger Goodell. Yeah. He couldn't. You know. He didn't want to give that up, and so their whole thing. The judge was at first. He was like, "You know what? Make a settlement. Make a settlement. Get this taken care of outside court." And when they presided, I think it was on the thirty-first. Um, it was like a five-minute meeting or something where they said, "No way." And yeah, well, that's after a couple meetings. Uh, on top of that, the one you're referencing on the thirty-first, I think, was like the third meeting between the parties, and those other ones taken had taken hours themselves. And, and, and I mean, it wasn't going anywhere. It, uh, it, 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 the, I think the part where Brady continued to refuse to quote unquote admit guilt was the deal breaker, and the amount of games subtracted didn't really matter to either side. It's the whole admission of guilt and not and all this other crap. I think low. Um, I read that Brady he was very willing to 
possible, you know, he was, uh, it was said, rumored. it was said that exactly that, um, if you want to get me on a charge, it's good. You could, you know, I wasn't, I admit that I was, uh, I didn't fully cooperate. Which I admit said that on this show he said that. Times. Yeah. yeah. So he's, you know, that's something, you know, he did, he, uh, regretted, I guess. And, um, he said that, um, you know, no wrong. I had no wrongdoing, nothing, uh, against the, you can't count against me. Right. Uh, you can't, you, you can't, can't put any guilt, admit guilt, yeah. admit guilt right. for the whole deflate game thing. But he said, possibly, I'll take a one game suspension, maybe two game suspension, a little something it was saying. Two, it was just one. Just one. Yeah. Saying that um, I didn't cooperate. So uh, there was a guy of uh, previous years, uh, Brett Favre, hmm. who he had the, uh, I guess instead of Deflategate, this was called the. Uh, this, well, this is the picture that this, he sent to the reporter. The, the text uh, scandal. Yeah. I think they called it the, the sext uh, scandal right there. And he refused to give his phone. It's like, I think, maybe because there was some bad stuff on it. Well, Very incriminating, possibly. But he didn't give his phone, and I think his fine was, what, $25,000? That was under a different collective bargaining oh, agreement. But still. That's your problem. It was, uh, the thing about it was, though, is that no suspension. He just but got a fine. But it's Yeah. It's a different collective bargaining agreement. Well, okay, but just the being consistent with uh, different with the different suspensions. But the thing is, the judge, um, his reasons, he was pretty down to earth and everything. Uh, one of them was that, hey, um, there was no notice on consequences uh, for Brady's actions. Like one of them, um, hey, Brady, if you don't cooperate with us, you're going to get four game suspension type of thing. Um, there was nothing said like that. So it was kind of caught Brady off of guard. And also, uh, I guess there's a new collective bargaining agreement and stuff, but um, in the past, consistency, um, if there was allegations, I think, with uh, the deflating of the footballs and stuff, um, the team, I think it's – Brady would be fine, I think, about twenty five grand or so. Something like that. There was like a s- small fine, no suspension. So the judge was very straightforward, and he was like, look, um, um, don't think you acted fairly with them. Um, there's like, you know, the evidence was like not really there for hard evidence. Um, so it was nullified. So, I mean, I could understand it. I think the the whole text thing with the two guys, Jaskramski and McNally. Uh, McNally was the uh, alleged the deflator. Room, yeah, the, the locker room attendant is McNally. The assistant equipment manager is Jaskramski, and the um, the actual de- yeah the deflator, as stated in texts in the Wells report, is McNally. Correct. Pretty much simply with them, Jaskramski. He was uh, he was the one responsible for uh, preparing Brady's balls. <laughs> Next so, question. <laughs> just to, like you know, um, like make sure that you know they're not like you know that's slicking stuff and um, pack them in, all this kind of stuff. So he was the one that you know he got them ready for game time. Right. He did all of Brady's ball handling. McNally, yeah. His job pretty much was he was like an assistant, but not a full time employee type thing. Yeah. His job was to hey take the footballs over to the officials. Take them away, and the if the officials need anything, help them out. Type of thing. Yeah, the yeah, so, he's a locker room attendant for the officials. But it's right. just it just baffles me with these two guys, like McNally, because um, there was the whole thing where McNally took the footballs after he gave them to the refs, brought them to a restroom, uh, allegedly deflated them with like a widget with a needle, and uh, they brought him back to the field and stuff. And then they had this whole whole thing with eleven out of twelve footballs were low, and. Uh, it was, and then you had uh, Jastrzemski, who they talked together. They Jastrzemski talked to McNally. The texts were hilarious and stuff. Yeah. They they uh, they pretty much said or mentioned that hey, um, Brady kind of knew about this um, from certain texts. Like uh, 
it and, wasn't said overtly, but it could certainly be picked up. I, I mean, I read the Wells report just like you did um, a couple of days after you did, matter of fact, and and I, I got that same impression. But let, I'm trying to steer it away from the actual event here, and and you're mentioning the ruling itself mm-hmm. that the judge is talking about a lack of consistency in the punishment. Um, a lot of this stuff isn't precedented. That's why I think that part of it is completely ridiculous. Okay, don't give me precedent. Who? Who out there has spat at the NFL in the fashion that the Patriots and the uh, Patriots, uh, the Patriots and the Patriots, good job, the Patriots. Uh, More than once. Yeah. Well, I mean, Bob Kraft keeps taking the damn podium and making himself look like a jackass on a regular basis too, uh, knocking the NFL. Forget about the fact that without the NFL, you're not making all your millions doing what you're doing here. But we'll we'll put that aside. It's just uh, pretty much with Kraft. He works for the owners. So, well, and uh, they they pay pretty much pay his salary, and so that's why you know Robert Kraft early on. Well, the owner doesn't get a salary; he gets profit well, from his team. Yeah. Well, what I'm saying <laughs> is, is that uh, they get profit, but pretty much uh, he wants to make the owners happy. And the guy, his uh, yearly payroll, I think it was around. You're talking. Well, wait, wait, wait. You said Kraft. You meant Goodell. Well, yeah, Goodell. Okay. Goodell works, and one of the owners, of course, is Robert Kraft. Yeah. For the Patriots right. and. Uh, Which, uh, by the way, for all the conspiracy theories people keep throwing out there, how the NFL wants to take down the Patriots, stop it. Okay, can we have that discussion right now, right quick? The the NFL gains nothing by intentionally defacing any star of Brady's caliber or the defending Super Bowl champions. It's ridiculous. Now, yeah, that's just stop. So the other piece... That is getting missed here based on the judge's response is he obviously didn't read the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, he, That's he, what it sounds he like. He judged it based on kind of, I would say like logic and stuff with, uh, His hey, you didn't do this. Logic, yeah, you didn't you know? do this. You didn't do that. Um, but yeah, the whole thing. But I don't think logic, he really mentioned the collective bargaining agreement. Yeah, nor did he mention the destruction of evidence, nor did he mention Brady's complete unwillingness to cooperate. He made the case entirely about the deflated footballs, which honestly at this point is a mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. Oh yeah. No one here in this room, you know, I, I'm raising my hand, even though it's radio and not video. But none of the three of us think that the deflation of the balls had anything to do with the game brought up in question, right? Okay. No. Nope. You know, maybe it did in the Ravens game the previous week, but that's if it was, you know, maybe it allegedly did the previous week. But even still, you know, deflated balls had nothing to do with some of the poor defensive play calls made in that game. You know, that's a different topic. The case still comes down to Brady being able to thumb his nose at the NFL and getting away with it scot-free. That's basically what it is. Hell, even Jonathan Vilma had to face some of a punishment when he tried to do the same thing during Bounty Gate. But Jonathan Vilma was just not as sympathetic a character, in my opinion. Anyways, you know. And of course, um, so what's going to happen is is Brady will be able to start... um, However, the NFL, while the NFL is appealing, it's a very realistic possibility that all that paperwork and all that hullabaloo could take the length of this current season. And what could potentially happen is, let's say, Brady retires after the season, not that there's anything leading me to believe that he will, he could theoretically then get off scot-free. Yeah. So. It's, uh, it's just I, don't, I can't believe how um, if the, the, the two guys... Just I'm just McNally. I just don't understand how Brady cannot know about something like that. 
That's right. that's that's what everybody basically says. Yeah. And and you know, people's like, "Well, the Wells report isn't definitive." Okay, but neither is the cooperation. If a kid steals from the cookie jar and then breaks the jar before somebody tries to fingerprint the evidence, then you don't have all the evidence. But the reason why I make it a crime of taking something out of the cookie jar is this is such a minor offense. You know, uh, but hey, there you go. And then, you know, Brady wants to talk about this process was rough on the fans. Hey, if he had just said, look, here's my phone. Here's my $25,000 fine. We never would have had any of this. But I digress. Enough about this crap. How about we talk about some damn football? Word. Do you guys understand how much happier I am? And I keep saying this every week. But, like, there was college football this past Saturday, which is my second language. Um, God, I love it. Anyways. So, the way this works out, folks, is you heard us over the past four weeks doing our divisional predictions, our division winners, and records for teams and all that other stuff. Now it's the part where we bring it to fruition. You heard Weasel and Chris last week talk to you about fantasy football, just so we can have some time to get all the injuries and stuff that may or may not happen out of the way. No one here, as I understand it, is changing any of their records. I know I didn't. So, let's walk I, through it. I changed two of my records. Oh, well, we'll do your it last. Did, it didn't did be much changes. of an outcome, though. Okay, well. So. Actually, I just made one division change. That was it. And we'll find out what that is later. We'll have you go last. But first, let's do the AFC to open. Weasel, your AFC top six. Or Chris, do you have that? Which one do you I got use that? You got him? Okay. Because I'll need you to do mine, I think, Chris. But anyways, your top six AFC teams. Go. I got the, the Colts up on top, I think, with... Uh, Andrew Luck, and they made some, uh, you know, interesting changes with uh, getting more veterans into the into the club, such as Frank so, Gore and Andre Johnson. Exactly, mm-hmm. and uh, I think that they were pretty close last year, but I think this is their their year with. Uh, so they got the number one pick, twelve and four record. One one seed, yeah, gotcha. yeah, one seed. So the Broncos, number two, uh, twelve and four, also six and zero in the division, and you have number three is the Pats, uh, eleven and five, four and two, and. Uh, you have. Does Brady getting exonerated change your order at all? Uh, no, it didn't really change it. No. Okay, so still only eleven to five, yeah. even with that's Brady. still yeah. Gotcha. Go for it. It's still pretty high. I'm not uh, fun. Four, uh, AFC North, the uh, Steelers, they squeaked by the Bengals. Bengals were going four years in a row in the playoffs, but uh, I think that streak ends. And so five, you got the Texans. Uh, I think uh, the X Factor kind of. I would say uh, they did get Vince Wolford. J.J. Watt, he's always there. But uh, Jadavian Clowney, former number one pick two years ago, the guy didn't didn't get to play really much last year at all. So uh, if that line, the thing about it, having a great defensive line mm-hmm. is that you're, if your secondary isn't as good or up to par and stuff. You can hide it. You can, Yeah, you can really hide it. So if you get pressure on the quarterback, the quarterback can make you know mistakes, force, force stuff. And uh, I feel the Texans, uh, they can definitely do that. So, And hey, don't forget to mention the world's fastest immovable, op- immovable object in Vince Wilfork. That's right. that's right. So Texans there, number six, Dolphins. Uh, they finally got back to the playoffs. Uh, had them at a 10-6 and six record. I did have a bunch of other uh, tiebreakers at 10-6, and six, but uh, Dolphins take the number six seed. How many 10-6 teams did Weasel have again, uh, Chris? He had five. 
Okay. Ten to six. That's a lot teams. of ten to six teams. Okay. Yeah. So, so Dolphins, Dolphins so, come out on top of there. So he had he had the Chargers, Chiefs, and Bengals on the outside looking in with a ten and six. Yeah. And, and and you know I know I know you look me in the eyes. You mentioned the Bengals not making the playoffs, bruh. That division's always close. Are you kidding me? Yep. That could happen. I'm not fronting. I I know I have the Bengals winning that division. That's not a lock. Anyways, um, let's see. My top six. I don't know if I can do this off the top of my head, but I had the Patriots finishing at 13-3 and three, even without Brady, so there's your number one seed right there. Um, I had the Broncos winning 12 games themselves. They are. Yeah, had the Broncos 11-5. I did. It's the it's Colts, Colts winning 12 games. They are number two. Broncos at number three, and, of course, rounding it out, the Bengals with a 10-6 and six record, number four. And guess what? Somebody from the AFC North is going to sit outside and wait because the Dolphins are 10-6, and six according to my record. The Steelers will sneak in. The Ravens will be out. Very close division in the AFC North. But those are my, mine, um, let's if I do it again, Pats, Colts, Broncos, Bengals, Dolphins, Steelers, my yeah. top six. Chris. Right, you had the Ravens and the Chargers uh, outside, outside looking, looking in, in. Yes. with 9-7. Uh, with me, number one team I'll have is the Colts with a twelve and f- with a thirteen and three. Uh, number two would be the Pats. I had them regularly eleven and five with the Brady suspension. With him coming back, I added one more game to them. They'll, they jumped to number two Good with move. a twelve and four. Yeah. Broncos number three at eleven and five, and I have the Steelers at ten and six coming out of the North. See what's one game different for me? That that division is going to be close again. Right, and then for the wild card, I have the Dolphins. The number five seed with eleven and five record, and then I have the Bills making the playoff. I got three coming out of the AFC East with a nine and seven, with the bank winning the tiebreaker over the Bengals, who I had as nine and seven. Just saying. Yeah, I don't believe it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, fair enough. So let's ha- let's break down the playoff matchups first, as such. Uh, we'll start with Weasel. Um, so hold on, let me get the playoff music going. Oh yeah. Oh yes. So, I have uh, the first of the wild card games. You have three versus six. I have the Dolphins going against the Pats. Uh, I think it's gonna be. A, uh, I think it's gonna be a close game, and uh, Dolphins will I think put up some points. And I actually have the Pats uh, winning that game as the number three seed. Uh, we have four versus five. You have. The Texans at the Steelers, and uh, both. Uh, I'm a little bit weary. Uh, I would like to see you know, the the defense for the Steelers, how they're going to do without their uh, long time defensive coordinator Dick LeBeau. Not uh, to mention some of the other players that have, have since parted as well. It's like you know, Mike Tomlin is a Tampa two guy, and so we'll see if he you know does the little deep safety type of thing. And uh, so, uh, but I do have the Steelers coming out on top in that game. Uh, Steelers and who? The Steelers and the Texans. Texans. Boom. I, so. I'm still shocked you have the Texans making it, but hey, that's cool. Hey. Because J.J. Watt. Moving hey, on. Hey, J.J. Watt. And those two other guys uh, that are also on the line. Uh, so it's going to come out to be for one versus four. It's going to be the Steelers at the Colts. And I do have the Colts winning that game. Uh, two versus three for our the Pats versus the Broncos. You got Brady versus Manning. So... Uh, I see the Pats coming out on top for that. Uh, I guess uh, Peyton Manning is going to think about retirement there after that game. Oh, certainly. And so you have the interesting matchup for the AFC Championship. The Pats at the Colts. 
So that game is going to be, uh, they play, was it week four? Week five or six? Uh, it was supposed five, to be. Sure yeah, it's, no, it's week five. Yeah. Week five, and then they're going to have the free match on top of it. No, no, it's week six. Sorry, it is week six. It's game so five. It's game five. So let, let me get this straight. I have to stop the music for this. I wish I had a wet record scratch sound bite for this. But you just predicted a repeat of the Deflategate game. Yes. That's okay. that's some uh that's some a uh, little bit of controversy there and uh sure it's a week six rematch as well but that too but uh yeah I think with the whole Deflategate thing is that kind of the Colts were the ones that kind of kicked it off so so uh that'll be a good game and uh so the the Super Bowl representative for the AFC I have the Colts interesting see huh okay that that I won't rule it out. I won't rule it out. Um, so I'll go ahead and do mine. Why not? So my three seed, the Denver Broncos, would of course be hosting the Pittsburgh Steelers. In this particular game, without Dick LeBeau and Troy Polamalu and Brent Kiesel and a number of other guys, the Steelers will find themselves in the rare position to not have enough defense to stop what will be the balanced attack of the Broncos. Sure, I know Peyton Manning's old. Sure, I know he, he may not... Uh, have the arm strength that he used to, but the Broncos have the running game to support. They'll focus on the running game. They'll get beat over the pot, top by Dem- Demarius Thomas and company. I have the Broncos advancing past that game as the three C. About that, uh, about that game uh, with the Broncos and stuff. Think about Manning. Even if his uh, physical prowess is maybe his arm's not strong enough and stuff. The thing about that guy is that he he has the mental like. Uh, uh, fortitude. Fortitude. You, yeah, good word right there. He, he has it so that he can always, uh, with his audibles and everything, he can, uh, he can make up for that kind of stuff with, uh, with his, you know, with his, uh, defensive, uh, like reading well, defenses and all that good stuff. Yeah. So. He is uh, definitely a tactician style quarterback. That's not even. Yeah, you, you never count him out. Correct. Um, I'm glad you agree with me, Weasel. Anyway, Bengals Fins, two playoff cursed franchises and the winner will have the lucky opportunity to play the Patriots in the next round here's here's what I know in this game a Patriots fan would be cheering for the Bengals to win this game because with the AFC East physics involved craziness that being said I think that's what exactly is going to happen I think the Finns are going to win not so much because Carson Palmer does bad it's because everybody else will as well Five times in, five times out is exactly what I'm predicting here. Maybe that makes me less uh, a Andy Dalton disciple than I've been in the past, but I got the Finns advancing to round two. One, wow, I just said that. One little question. Anyway. With yeah. the Finns, hmm. uh, all throughout the league, their big uh, acquisition of defense, uh, Ndamukong Sue. Sue. Correct. He's been, I think, like he's been the, the ideal uh, ideal player to help out uh, his teammates, the uh, Especially the defensive line. Yes, he has been like a mentor to them, and people. A lot of people see him as a, a changed man. So my question is, will he have an instance like stomping on a guy's head, or maybe stomping on Aaron? I can't rule it out, but I can't account for that in a prediction show either. Well, it's like a, I mean, hey, if, if he if he managed to play in a playoff game after what he did to Aaron Rodgers, I think he'll appear in this game. I'm just saying. I just think that he's gonna if something's gonna happen with him again. It's gonna be like ugh. But he was definitely a huge pickup. Well, maybe that's the other reason why I'm making this pick is because then that way I can be justified if the Dolphins don't advance. Chris? I was about to say, if he does it in this uh, playoff game here, Dolphins-Pats, he might get a gift basket from Roger Goodell. (laughs) 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 At any rate, uh, wow, that's awesome. It won't be a fine. 
<laughs> wow, that's awesome. So that leaves us with Colts Broncos. Um, last year, the Colts eliminated the Broncos. This year, I wouldn't see that happening. I have the Broncos advancing to conference championship Sunday and leaving us then with Finn's Pats. The problem with the Pats is their defense, not their offense. Brady will be knocked off center because their center will have to try to deal with Indomitian Sue. That running game will have to try to get involved. I think the Finns do enough to slow it because they're not the Colts' defense. I have the Finns advancing the conference championship Sunday. What the hell is wrong with me? <laughs> wow, that just happened. Um, I'm not going to do anything asinine like put the, the Dolphins in the Super Bowl. So I have your Broncos as the AFC uh, representatives for the conference uh, going to the Super Bowl. Chris. All right, I got my three versus six. I got the Broncos versus the Bills. Uh, without a doubt, Broncos will win this game. Uh, I still don't know how you have to make the damn playoff. <laughs> Nine and seven. Yeah, no, I it's got the record. Easy, easy record. Easy, easy schedule. schedule this year. Yeah, but fine. That's true. All right, and then my, I got the number five Dolphins against number four Steelers. Um, I got them, the Dolphins, beating the Steelers in this one just because of defense. So I got the Dolphins moving on. So in divisional round. So you had the Dolphins going to the second yeah. round as well. Yes, okay. that was number five, number five seed as well going into the second round. I didn't go talk like Weasel did. <laughs> <laughs> As uh, divisional round, you have number you have the number two Pats versus the Broncos. Oh boy! <laughs> um, Manning uh, Brady matchup. I think Manning will win this one just because the Patriots secondary is not as it was last year. And the Broncos have a superior defense right. all the way around. I so I, I got the Broncos making to the conference championship, and then you got the Colts versus the Dolphins. I think the Colts offensive power power is too much for the Dolphins to handle. I'm going to go with the Colts. So I got I Broncos, Colts going to the conference championship, and I actually got the Colts beating the Broncos just because of that offense. That's legit. Colts in the Super Bowl. And then maybe people will shut up about Andrew Luck. Of course, we'll have to see who Chris who Chris's uh, pick is playing in the Super Bowl after the break. <laughs> uh, I hate Ryan Seacrest, but I love doing that. You're listening to NGSC Sports. Only a few more preseason games to go before the regular season kicks off, and you could start the season by winning $2 million in week one at DraftKings.com, America's favorite one-week fantasy football site. It's the biggest fantasy football contest ever. $10 million in prizes are up for grabs, including $2 million for first place and $1 million for second. One-week fantasy means no season-long commitments. It's fantasy football on demand. Play where you want, when you want, with the players you want. Just pick up your players, pile up the points, and pick up the cash. That's it. You've never experienced football like this. Every game feels like the playoffs, even in week one. And every broken tackle or spectacular catch can take you closer to a $2 million prize. This isn't fantasy as usual. This is DraftKings. Welcome to the big time. Hurry to DraftKings.com now and use promo code SPREAKER to play for free for a shot at $2 million in the week one millionaire maker. Enter SPREAKER for free entry now at DraftKings.com. That's DraftKings.com. I got to give you credit, Weasel. This is the first time I've seen you bob your head to an opening song since I, you know, was playing DMX before, man. Yeah, yeah. You know. Feeling it. 
See, that's the thing. That's that's the power of being the host is you can make this an all offspring uh, intro show. You know, maybe if you're nice to me, Chris, I'll do seven dust. Whatever. <laughs> see, see, you should have seen the smile. Yeah. <laughs> see, I haven't seen your smile that big since you since you said to me, hey, Kyle, and it's totally listen to seven dust with me. It's great. That's some father-daughter do- bonding right there. I'm trying to tell you. My daughter so far is doing classic rock, you know, police, Springsteen, things like that. Anyways. Um, right. NFC. Let's do it. Let me get the playoff music. And let me get Weasel's playoff picks for the NFC. Drop it. All right. So at the number one seed, uh, it's a little uh, shaky on their, their ground game. But I do have the Cowboys getting number one seed uh, with their 11-5 and five record. Wait, 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 wait. So all the smack you were talking about, how they won't be able to do a damn thing on the ground, they're still going to be number we'll, one in the we'll NFC see. overall. We'll see. We'll see. I have a faith in uh, I don't want to hear Will Romo. I, I have a faith, faith in Romo oh. and Bryant. So. Okay. They, wow. did, they just did uh, trade for Christine Michaels. But that's true. And honestly, I don't think he's that good a back. But behind that O-line, anybody looks good. So yep. there you go. Yeah, I love the O-line. Number two. Yes, you do, damn it. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> Number two. <laughs> a little, little different here. I got the Cardinals. Uh, they taking the NFC West over the Seahawks, who did have a uh, the same record. They split in the season, but division record five and one for the Cardinals. So they take the number two seed. We got the Packers eleven and five, and uh, number four the Falcons in that uh, crappy NFC South division. They'll they're going to get in with a, set, a nine and seven record. At least it's over five hundred. Are you referring to the Kardashian sisters of the NFL? <laughs> I so, love saying that. I don't know why. It's just great. Your uh, the thing about the Seahawks though, they're going to get a uh, fifth seed, but we shall see how they do in the playoffs with uh, not the home field advantage. So uh, number six, I'm squeaking in. Uh, yeah, it's a homer pick. Whatever. Uh, the Vikings, a ten and six, will get the last playoff spot. Wow, Weasel, you totally copied my fan. Fa- fan or wait. You totally copied my paper. No, wait. You're a homer because you picked the Vikings. I'm so confused. Okay, go ahead. So uh, <laughs> that's my one through six. That's awesome. I, I, You know, we're not too far off. We have a lot of the same teams. I have the Cowboys leading the NFC once again against my better judgment. Um, the Seahawks at number two uh, on the strength of basically conference record. Uh, the Packers at three which are only one game ahead of the winners of the Kardashian sisters of the NFL, the NFC South, the Saints. Then fifth, I have the Cardinals, who barely squeaked out over the Vikings at the number six seed. Chris, NFC. Yeah, I got I got the, the Cowboys number one also. That's all three of us, number one. Unanimous! Um, huh. I, got, I got the Seahawks number two, Pack number three. We all have Pack in the third place there. Yeah, that's interesting. Uh, number four, here's where I made my change. Um, originally, I had the Panthers winning the South. Um weeks ago when we did oh, that. Oh, yeah. And I switched it now to the Saints. Because Kelvin Benjamin fell. Right. Okay. So now now I got the Saints at number four seed. Which we match on again. Right. And number five, I have the Eagles coming out of the East at number five at 11-5. and five. And then sixth, I have the Cardinals also with 11-5 and five record. Vikings missing the playoffs because Chris believes that Bradford will stay healthy. Right. Although Weasel well, has a two seed that believes Carson Palmer will stay healthy. My, my outside looking in was the Lions and the Vikings, both with 10 and 6. Yeah, who was my outside looking in? It was the, it was the Eagles, Eagles 9 and 7, nine and seven. because I think Bradford is going to get hurt. And Weasel had the Panthers, Lions, and Eagles, both nine or all three 9 and 7. Outside looking in. Panthers, Lions, and Eagles. 
So that's just okay. that one, two games there difference there yeah. with the Eagles that I had than you guys. No, so. I mean, I actually hope Weasel's predictions come true because that'll be a much more fun season to watch. I'm just saying, three teams outside looking in, going to the going into week 17. Get your popcorn, mother. Beep. I like how they a lot of the uh, the final ones are divisional map matchups, and usually they're the big games. So I like that. Yeah. Well, personally, I like to see two teams that haven't played each other, but divisional games have their flavor. Sure. Yeah, mine is my ASC when because um, I have two nine and seven. There were ones in, ones out. Yeah. But I got too. Th- but I got three eight and eight that lose during week six seventeen. Otherwise, they might have been in. I had a team doing that. I forget which one. But anyways, we're done with the AFC. Let's break down the NFC. Weasel, your matchups. Go. All right. So uh, the number one and number two seeds, uh, they get the bye week. We got Cardinals, Cowboys. And uh, so going into the wild card picks, four versus five, we got the Falcons getting a home game against the Seahawks. A little different for the Seahawks. But I definitely see the Seahawks coming out on top for that. Uh, we got number three versus number six. Uh, you guys may not like it, but whatever. We got the the Vikings at the Packers. Um, it's the thing about in the past is that with the Packers versus the Vikings, I'll just pick the Vikings. I'm just all, all I'm saying is is that in the past between those two teams, you know, of course they hate each other. It was usually always the offense. Yeah, I mean it's a divisional matchup yeah. that's ridiculous. It's it was always the offense. The Packers just you know they score more points than them, but. Uh, injury aside, if the hopefully you know there's there's help there, I see the Vikings uh, defeating the Packers at Lambeau. Uh, I think it's just uh, the Vikings offense can keep up with the Packers. Uh, the Packers one, so uh, expect and knock the uh, there is Jordy Nelson not there for them. So uh, correct, so, that's a good point. And so I have number one versus number six. We got the Vikings at the Cowboys, and I do see the Cowboys winning that game. And a divisional matchup here, two versus five for the third game of the season. Uh, we got the Seahawks at Cardinals, and the Seahawks would go up on top. Now, people thought that last year it should have been the Seahawks at the Cowboys, but that's what I have for the NFC Championship game. And for the representative for the NFC, I have the Cowboys coming on top. Home field advantage. Makes a difference. And you had you had the Cowboys toppling the Cardinals, you said? I had the no, Cowboys toppling the Vikings. The Vikings in the conference championship Sunday. Uh, no, he has no. the Cowboys the ch- over the Seahawks. That's what I thought. Okay. Cowboys over the Seahawks, yes. My bad. So, Super Bowl matchup for me. It's going to be Colts, the Colts. Cowboys. Cowboys. As, as That's <laughs> legit. I want to see that game. Yeah, most definitely. What are you saying, Chris? As, as he went chalk on the AFC, on the NFC West, he threw us a curve. Has six and five winning first rounds. Well, the wild cards. yeah, yeah. And exactly. He has actually a five going into the conference championship. Well, I mean, there's precedent for that. The five's still a pretty good team. So, yeah. Right. Well, you know, you know why I hate your Vikings winning the first round? It's because you're cheating off of my paper. I have the Vikings toppling the pack in nice. the first round on the strength of. Teddy Bridgewater proving that he can't make mistakes. He just the thing about that guy is that he has uh, he's got everybody's respect. A lot yeah. of people on the internet, everybody's saying Bridgewater, bam, breakout player of the year. Uh, but I don't know about I, all of that. Well, there's a lot of people saying that he's gonna in his second year he's gonna make a big splash. He, he's a game manager that has a lot of weapons. 
he's he's Ben Roethlisberger in his second year as a quarterback. Interesting thing is, and he ended up making a Super Bowl. Right? He's uh, he is going for it. You don't hear this one for a lot of quarterbacks. You you hear touchdowns, you hear yards. You usually don't hear completed completing. Completion percentage. percentage. So he's going for over 70. In the past, I believe they're in NFL history. There's been only like four quarterbacks that have. uh, One of them was Drew Brees about about three years ago. So something like that. Uh, He did finish the season with over 70. So that's a... Uh, respectable so, goal. So as a rookie, he, he, he managed to get that completion percentage last year. The last five games oh, okay. of oh, the okay. season, he was, I think it was like 72 or 74%, something like that. He was up there. And so yeah, that's that. I mean, that's uh, I, I think that's something that he can repeat, especially with all the weapons they got, especially with AP returning. I mean, and that defense, the defense improving the way they have, is the biggest feather in their cap. You know, whether or not Cordero Patterson shows up isn't even necessarily relevant. Exactly. That's how good this receiver core has become. Their, uh, uh, their defensive, uh, it's uh, led by the head coach, the, uh, Mike Zimmer. Correct. Uh, that guy, he's a defensive mind, and their first-round pick, uh, Trey Waynes, he uh, it was, I think, the top cornerback picked. Yep. And uh, uh, supposedly with him, uh, with Zimmer, he is a... Uh, He's a defensive mind that usually cornerbacks are the ones that step up. So mm-hmm. uh, definitely got the defense and all the things they added with that offense. I mean, I, yeah, I'm not worrying about the knock on wood, uh, the wide receiver core this year. Yeah. It's been a long time for me to, to say that. So, Well, right. And by the way, does it hurt your soul that Zimmer is a former Bengal? Yeah. Vikings win? I don't care. <laughs> Correct answer. Well played, Weasel. Um, so I have the Vikings actually getting past the first round of the playoffs. Packer fans everywhere start crying. Cards, Saints, excuse me. Yeah, Cards, Saints, the Saints will host the Cardinals and disappoint their fans once again because they have not completed the transition to a tough-nosed team quite yet to compete with the likes of the Cardinals. Assuming, of course, Carson Palmer stays healthy. I have the Cardinals advancing to the next round. Cowboys will eliminate the Vikings. Weasel and I also have that in common. Cowboys advance the conference championship Sunday. And then the Seahawks and the Cardinals. Now, the reason why this game's tough for me to call is I've already called a sweep of the Cardinals by the Seahawks. This means that my instinct, despite the fact I'm a Mark Brunel fan and I witnessed Mark Brunel lose to to the Titans three times, this tells me I have to have the Cardinals win this game over the Seahawks because it's the third time they match up. I don't think that happens here. I have the Seahawks in Tennessee Titan fashion advancing to conference championship Sunday. I also see them disappointing Cowboy fans and returning to the Super Bowl for a third consecutive time. Which means I have Broncos Seahawks. What a mess. Chris. Yeah, I got for the first game, number five for four, I got Eagles versus Saints. I got the Eagles winning that game just because um, Saints, you don't know, they still don't know. I mean, it's coming out of the <laughs> South. Um, I think everyone for the Eagles is going to be healthy. And then six versus three, you got Cardinals and Packers. I got the Packers winning that game. So then you got the Cowboys, number one, versus the Eagles. You know, NFC East uh, rematch there. I got the Eagles squeaking this one out. Really? Yeah, I get. So say just, that again out loud. Yeah, so I, I got the Eagles, the Eagles squeaking the one over out. Yeah, the Cowboys. 
that doesn't sound right. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, it's a. Uh, I think you know. Once again, running back could be the difference. Here's the prediction I will make: if that happens, it will be Tony Romo's fault. Moving on. <laughs> <laughs> and then in the other matchup, Packers or Seahawks. This will be the um, rematch of the conference championship last year. Mm-hmm. The only difference is the Packers don't have Bostic, the tight end Bostic this year. <laughs> and also, haha, Clinton Dix isn't going to misjudge that 500 ball on the goal line like last year that made the, let the Seahawks win the game. I find so, it irony that you make a joke about a dude named haha. I'm yeah. just saying. <laughs> Moving on. So I got, I got the Packers beating the Seahawks in the divisional round. So then I got the Packers versus the Eagles in conference championship. Packers-Eagles. That's an interesting game. Yeah, the Packers winning that. I no, yeah, of course. Okay. Yeah, there's no, no doubt I'm not going to turn the Eagles in the Super Bowl. So I got the Packers and the Colts in the Super Bowl. Packers Colts. That's that's a game I want to see too. I think I want to see that game more than I want to see Cowboys Colts. Honestly, Rodgers and Luck. It won't be any defense, but it'll be a great game. I don't know. Okay, gentlemen, it's that time. Super Bowl predictions. Weasel has the Colts and Cowboys. Who you got? Ooh, well, uh, I see uh, the Colts is one of the most balanced uh, offenses possibly in the NFL. And uh, they do have uh, the guy that's, uh, he may uh, usurp or, or get you above, sir. Yes. Sir. Uh, get above Brady and uh, Manning and uh, Breeze and all of them to. You don't uh, mean Aaron Rodgers, do you? Uh, maybe even Aaron Rodgers, <laughs> uh, top quarterback uh, for the NFL. And uh, I actually have uh, the Colts beating the Cowboys based on balance. You know, I totally thought you were talking about Tony Romo emerging all those, but here's what I know. If Andrew Luck wins that Super Bowl, it'll be Tony Romo's fault. Yeah. Whether it is or not. That's not not joking either. <laughs> yeah, that's 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 the truth. Well, um, considering the fact that Tony Romo has already been under plenty of blame since he lost the conference championship Sunday, in my turnout, I have Seahawks Broncos. I have Seahawks beating the Broncos. I just don't see how on earth Granted, it won't be the beatdown that it was in uh, the Super Bowl of two years ago now? Yes. Yeah, two years. So, um, two championships, three years. And unfortunately, the window will close after that because of all the contracts that they've signed lately. But um, the uh, the Seahawks, I think, go out on top. I have the Seahawks winning it all just because they're an awesome team despite the fact that Russell Wilson is the single most overrated quarterback in the NFL, not named Joe Flacco right now. Is Weasel. it uh, tight end Jimmy Graham? Uh, big for them. Big for oh, them. Oh, absolutely. He's 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 currently it's, their best receiver. It's, That's not uh, a question. it's just the uh, in the past years, Russell Wilson. You know, he put him down sometimes. But uh, the thing about it is that his weapons, his weapons were kind of average at best. So well, right. But when everybody's looking out to try to stop Marshawn Lynch, he gets some openings. That, that definitely and he's helps. Accurate enough, yeah, exactly. And he's accurate enough to take advantage of them. Hey, Ben Roethlisberger made a living of that for at least two years in Pittsburgh. I'm not going to knock Russell Wilson for doing it. It's Russell Wilson fans that want to say stupid stuff like he's a top five quarterback. That makes me want to throw. Bleep. I'm just saying. <sighs> Chris. All right. So I, I have the Colts and the Packers in Super Bowl, and I get the Colts winning. Super Bowl. So you both are picking the Colts to win the damn Super Bowl. Why not? Yes. I'm not fronting. I just don't think they have enough defense to do it. I mean, you heard about it when we talked about it with Jamie Council. I just don't think they have enough defense. I thought you guys were on that train as hey, well. Apparently not. Peyton Manning won it without a defense. That's true. But he had Bob Sanders, and he was pretty good. 
can when, you when he played, yeah. When he played, he was pretty good. Good point, Weasel. Not to mention that Colts defense played out of their heads and actually stopped the run for the first time. I, have the Colts successfully stopped the run since that playoff series? No, I don't think they have. So uh, I'll tell you what. If, if, if the Colts manage to stop the run in this playoff series, I'll be worried. But we won't be talking about that till January in the study hall. Wait, did someone say study hall? Boom. <laughs> yeah, that was pretty cute. Um, right. So last year, Chris won because he cheated. For the, <laughs> for the first time in five seasons, I had zero share of the championship. And Weasel, well, he tried really hard. He's, he's good. He did great in the playoffs. <laughs> he just came on late. I, I'm not even talking smack. You just got hot at the wrong time. Fortunately, your wife has never said that to you, so you're all good. <laughs> Boom. See, see, I made that. I turned that from a diss into a positive. He's smiling now. I That's see great. that. Week one. Chris, let's do all this. Right, for, first, we had the first game Thursday night, Steelers at the Patriots. Originally, I had the Steelers winning this game, but that was before the suspension of Le'Veon Bell, before you know, Wheaton suspension. Uh, Marquise Pouncey broke his leg. Yeah. Uh, and then Brady can play. So I got the Patriots winning this week. Yeah, I would have the Patriots too, even before um, the Le'Veon Bell suspension. Um, just because I feel like that game would come down to a shootout. Both defenses are depleted, and when it comes to a shootout, I'm not voting against Brady and Gronkowski. No, not because of Brady, but because Gronkowski is the damn MVP of the Patriots offense. That's right, I said it, Weasel. So two-game suspension for Le'Veon Bell? Correct. Yeah, it's tough because... Uh... With, a, I would say, quarterback, running back, wide receiver. they may have, I think they definitely at least have top three. But without Olivia Bell, and I just a uh, side note, I hate LeGarrette Blunt's uh, face. So uh, <laughs> last year, he uh, left, the, left the Steelers we'll and uh, we went to the season. Patriots. Very fishy. <laughs> but <sighs> I'm, I'm going to actually go with the Steelers. I don't so, blame you. It's a it's a thing. I think uh, defense. I'm going to be uh, very skeptical of them, but uh, You're more offense. Skeptical offense. They still have. They still got some weapons. So. Right on. Yeah. No, I can't front on that. Next. Can, can Antonio Brown hit the um, single game receiving record? Maybe yards. Are, uh, what's that? For yards. Don't forget single game yards in one week. Don't forget about Martavius Bryant. That dude's good. So, right. He's not DeAndre Hopkins, it's, but he's Marcus Wheaton is suspended. Marcus Wheaton's one suspended. Yeah. yeah. At any rate, All right. uh, next game NFC North, the Packers versus the Bears. I got the Packers. Yeah, come on, really, Weasel? Uh, definitely the Packers. I, I mean, I know it, your wife's in the next it, room, but she can't hear it, you. It's it, it kind of. <laughs> I gotta admit, it kind of stinks that uh, Kevin White was a player that you know pe- he was, he had a lot of. I think. Uh, what's that? Promise. He had promise. He, well, yeah, a lot of promise. He's got a you, potential. But uh, <laughs> well, no, it doesn't say potential yet. They never said potential. Well, <laughs> the, well, the guy, you have a guy like Amarni uh, Cooper, yep. who uh, he's got, I think, his uh, route running, and he's not the fastest guy or anything like that. But the thing is, the guy's precise uh, route running, and he's, you know, considered he could be. You know, definitely elite in this league. Yeah, I think Kevin White. It's going to take a little while, especially due to uh, does have an injury, and uh, he he's not available to come back until like week seven because he was put on the pup list. So yeah, so, I mean, Amari Cooper out in Oakland will definitely have a better shot at the rookie of the year. But hey, 
Odell Beckham Jr. was out for a number of weeks last week, and he got the rookie. Four weeks. Yeah, Four weeks, so. and he's still Not seven, got top of the NFL. It's crazy. And anyways, Chris. All right, you got uh, the Chiefs at the Texans. Um, it's a little tough one to pick. Uh, I was originally going to go with the Texans. I'll look back at what my uh, projections were. Now the Chiefs win in this game, so I just stayed with my initial gut, so I went with the Chiefs. You probably want to change your mind on that, especially when the best offensive weapon in this entire effing game might be Alex Smith. Oh, yeah, there's that Jamal Charles guy, too. But at any rate, look, let's put it this way. J.J. Watt will be involved with at least two scores, one defensively, one offensively. And I just don't see the Chiefs being able to do a whole lot. No, their defense isn't bad. Actually, neither team's defense is bad. This is a treat if you like defenses. I'm just saying. I got the Texans. Call me J.J. Watt bias if you want, but I just don't see the Chiefs wanting this game bad enough. Brian Hoyer. Okay. Quarterback, quarterback for the Alex Smith. Brian, no, Brian, <laughs> Brian, no Brian Hoyer and no Arian Foster. Those are my, those are my yeah, the, the Arian Foster thing is legit. That almost made me pick the Chiefs, but I just don't trust them that much. They got to show me a lot more. Uh, than they have. I know they got Jeremy Macklin, so their total number of touchdowns for wide receiver will increase from zero to two, and that's about it. I don't know, Weasel. Hey, for me, I think uh, I think Jeremy Macklin was uh, was the right pick uh, for uh, the Chiefs, and uh, he's definitely going to help out that receiving core to get over one touchdown uh, for the season. So, you know, good for him. But uh, our our goal for the year is to score a touchdown by a receiver, and then and, the, and you know. The crowd, the crowd will go crazy. It's a, uh, I think in the preseason game, uh, there was like a uh, some articles and stuff. Uh, holy crap! Yeah. Alex Smith threw a touchdown to a wide receiver. There's Everybody hope. panic. Yes, but right. there's a guy that people don't really. He doesn't get too much of the respect out there. It's a uh, uh, Jamal Charles. Um, no, he gets plenty of respect. He gets respect, but the thing is, is <laughs> the only, you always hear the top running backs. Let's say there was LeSean McCoy. At one time, you had Chris Johnson. At one time, you had Adrian Peterson. But there was they this never, guy. Yeah. You, you don't, people didn't really mention Jamal Charles in that. Correct. And I'd say the guys, it's pretty phenomenal that for his two, four, six, Seven seasons. Uh, 2011, he was injured, so not really count that. Correct. But the guy has averaged over five yards a carry every season he played. And let me add you to that. On more than one season, he's been at least 30, if not 40% of the uh, Chiefs' production. Yep. No, the dude's great. Not, tell you? Nine touchdowns for uh, this past season, 12 before. So uh, I do see the Chiefs, uh, Chiefs winning this game. It's, I don't uh, blame you. No, I that defensive line, maybe get a little gel time, so... But uh, I'll give him a little bit, but definitely Chiefs. All right, next up. Right, next game, the only game, people that care about this game are people from Cleveland and people, people that are from the other New York area. And actually, the they may not care that much either. Uh, probably not. The, Brown, the Browns versus the Jets is – it's like, can we even just skip this game? It's, you know, hey, put it down as a draw or something. Who cares? <laughs> um, Neither team deserves to win. Yes. It's a tie. I got, I got, I got the Browns winning this one. As do I. I mean, as much, as much of a mess as the Browns' quarterback situation is, the Jets ain't any better. That defense is solid. Um, sure, the the Jets might have a few offensive weapons. Brandon Marshall, um, who's the other? Eric, Eric Decker. Decker. The two of them pairing up could be solid, but who's throwing them the ball? Ryan exactly. Fitzpatrick. Oh, criminy Dutch. Okay, the only thing epic in that game is Fitzpatrick's beard, and I think he shaved it. Whatever. I got the Browns. Weasel. Uh, something I learned from good old uh, uh, Johnny Manziel. 
Uh, I never knew that he had like he has a nagging uh, elbow injury. I think it's, it was a tenon, tenonitis or something along yeah, those effects. But he does have an elbow issue. Yes. And so it's uh, a lot of it's due to his throwing motion. So that was something that you know may affect the future. But right now they do have it's Josh McCown is their Ooh. is their starter. But uh, <laughs> you know you're in trouble when the best starter in the game is Josh bleeping McCown. Well, Just saying. Well, uh, one thing about the Browns, their defense really is no joke. Correct. So uh, I think so, a lot better so than the Jets. So based on uh, based on some defense there, I'm going to pick uh, the Browns. Same right. thing who, who, who have more offense? Who have more touchdowns this game, the defense or an offense? Oh, defense. That's not close. That's not close. <laughs> That's not yeah. close. Over under two. No. One and a half more touchdowns than the offense by the defense. That's the question. I'm going to say over because I think they'll have two more touchdowns. <laughs> totally. Anyways. Next. Next, you got the Colts at the Bills. Originally, when I did my marketing, um, did my preseason, I had the Bills winning this game because of running game. But now the Bills don't have a running back since we did this. <laughs> so, I have the Colts winning this game. I mean, I don't get this love affair with you and the Bills. Well, bro. it was just it was just the running game because you got uh, LeSean McCoy there, and the Colts can't stop the run. And it's Rex Ryan up there. He's going to say, "Okay, they can't stop the run. We're just going to run the ball." He's going to run it, run it, run it, and then try to get his defense out there, try to stop some of those offensive weapons. But he's like, "They're not going to they're not going to stop us running the ball." Maybe so not. That that's the only reason why because he's more of a pound at first with Rex Ryan. So I was going to say, he'd look at Colts and say, "All right, we're just going to run the ball." Here's the problem. The Bills now can't just concentrate on the pass because Frank Gore will eat them alive. I believe it will be the Colts controlling the clock in this game on the strength of that fact alone, and it will prevail that way, I think, for at least two of the first, if not the first three games they play, that they will control the clock because they will be overcompensating for the pass and underestimating one Frank Gore. I obviously have the Colts in this game, and I wouldn't be surprised if they won next week too, even though I don't even know the opponent yet. Weasel. I think I'm going to see the Bills as a. Uh, I think that they're really going to improve. Uh, Rex Ryan, he does bring a little difference there, and uh, uh, a little bit of defense too. So, uh, but you still have the Colts winning. Oh, of course, I have the Colts winning. Yeah. <laughs> so, Colts balanced attack, and the thing is, the Bills. I mean, LeSean McCoy, okay, great, great, you know, great pickup and stuff like that from the trade, but. Uh, the Bills, uh, their offense is not going to be able to ke- uh, keep up with the Colts. Couldn't put it I got better. the Colts. Next up. I got the there's the Dolphins versus the Skins. I got Dolphins. Don't yeah, I, I'm, I'm going to go there too. Dolphins will knock it out. I mean, goodness gracious! How much uh, like RG three is going to be making this season? I think with uh, he had some guarantees or something at the beginning of the season, so he, he's going to make some money, but he's out. So uh, all he's going to do is all he's guaranteed to do is cause some drama. That's yeah. pretty much it. Yep. So uh, <laughs> I think they should look to trade the guy because uh, he's just uh, someone's going to take a risk on him. And all I'm saying is, is that he if he goes to a team where he could sit. Yeah, he's a couple years in the league, three years, uh, leave so in the league. Look, but uh, RG three to the Eagles. Anyways, it's uh, that's how you know he's just bad. just to have time because he could definitely he still has you know talent. But yeah, no, I uh, agree with mentally, uh, sometimes with uh, uh, his decision making slides and stuff like that, or saving his own body instead of punishing for punishing himself for a couple yards. Yeah, but Kirk Cousins is in there. And uh, the guy, he can have his big games. He can have his uh, low games. So, um, so the uh, the matchup, uh, just to make sure, uh, matchup, it was a... Uh, fins. Fins. Just so you got the fins. The fins and fins skins. And skins. Fins and skins, that's right. Uh, 
definitely the fence. Yeah. Impro- improve the defense just a little bit, and it's not just Nadamikin Sue. So. Close enough. Fins. Fins. <laughs> you sure? Yeah, I'm sure. Okay. Yeah. Next up. We have the uh, Panthers versus the Jags. Um, I actually have the Jags up to the Panthers. As do I. The Panthers have nothing. Weasel. I'm going I'm to go for uh, the Panthers right now. I'm wondering about how uh, uh, fun, uh, I'm going to butcher his name. Punches. I'm wondering how that guy's going to do. Is, is he going to be able to keep up? Uh, without so. you know, Calvin Benjamin did have a crazy year. Yes, bunches. They're kind of uh, similar and like height and stuff like uh, that. that that's about it. That's yeah. about it. I, Otherwise, that's about it. I, I know. But, we're, I know we're predisposed to hate on the Jaguars because of what they've done in the past, but they're going to win this game just because. It's Funchess is not enough. That's it's, where I'm at. The thing is, is it's early on in the season, and I don't know if the Jags. Uh, I don't think I don't know if they improved their offensive line enough because number one in, in taking sacks last year. I think it was uh, Bortles. And who's the defensive threat that's going to pass rush? They're not going to send Kukli because they'll need him in coverage. Right. So. Sorry. But it, I say it's early on for, for the Jags, so uh, going against them. Next, we got Seahawks and the Rams. I got Seahawks. <sighs> this one's in St. Louis, right? Yes. I think I originally, got, I think I originally had the Rams winning this one, but I, I, I don't see. I have the Rams winning one of these games, right. but I think it will be in Seattle. Ironically enough, I got the Seahawks for this one. Weasel, uh, I'd say it's going to be Nick Foles starting. Correct. Uh, yeah, not too, too not too sold in their uh, their running game right now. Todd Gurley is out, so uh, um, I definitely I think you know Seahawks. Uh, I think they'll get the ball rolling. So Seahawks. Fair enough. I uh, got Saints at Cardinals. Um, I have the Cardinals defense just um, handling it to the Saints. You know, talking about a team that's completely changing their identity, it is the New Orleans Saints. And to come out against that Cardinals defense, that's tough. Um, yeah. I, I, I'll put it this way. I don't want to have to pick this game. I think it will be a close game. Um, and even though the Saints have an improved defense... I don't know that they would have gelled by now. I'm going to go Cardinals just because I can't seem to side with the Saints on this one. Weasel. There's going to be a lot of weight on. Uh, now, did they, did they draft them? Was it, or I don't think it was a trade. Uh, uh, Brandon Cooks. Cooks was a draft. He was a draftee. Two years ago. Yeah, so uh, a lot of it's going to rely on him because uh, you don't have Jimmy Grant anymore. So, and is Max Unger, uh, is he the starting center? Or. Because oh, they did trade, they did try, definitely trade for him. So, uh, so Saints uh, Seahawks, right? Yeah, no, Saints Cardinals. Saints Cardinals. You guys, I definitely agree with the, the defense for the Cards. I also uh, uh, quarterback. I mean, this it, is a tough game. Dude. I'm. Uh, I think Carson Palmer definitely is going to boost them up. So I got the Cards over Drew Brees. Fair enough. I did the same thing. It's all good. Weasel or Chris. We got the Lions at the Chargers. Um, it's going to be a game for uh, the running back, Abdullah. Yeah, the Lions, everyone's going to say how, how legit he is for them. I got the Lions winning this game. I got the Lions winning this game regardless of what their running back does. The Chargers still don't have enough defense. It'll be a shootout. One of these quarterbacks will make a mistake. I'm just thinking it'll be Phillip Rivers because reasons. Weasel. I'm a little half and half on uh, how Melvin Gordon, the rookie, is going to do. So, because uh, uh, he was definitely one that, uh, 
that they're going to definitely rely on for the running game. I heard the guys, you know, all around. He's a great player. Uh, but uh, I think that's going to take some time for him. So uh, I'm going to go against uh, the Chargers on this one. Contrarian! Hey, why not? Why not? I, I had to think about what to say there. It's been so long. Yeah. Chris. Right, we got the battle of the number one, number two pick. You got the Titans versus the Bucks. Um, Talk about games I don't right. care about. Both, I, both, both players are starting. Uh, Mariota and Winston yes. are starting. Yep. So I have actually the Bucks edging this one out just on the presence of a little better receiving core and also a little bit better defense. Not by much, but a little bit better. I get the Bucks. I'm going to say this this way because I know I won't get to again for the rest of the season. I have the Bucks in this game, and it ain't going to be close. Okay? Mariota is pegging press re- press corps members in, in, in camps because of his uh, lack of accuracy. James oh. Winston is showing... Uh, how you say promise? I get it. It was preseason, but Jameis Winston looks better than Mariota at this point. Not to mention, Chris cited that the Bucks just have an overall better team. I got the Bucks, and it ain't gonna be close. There, I said it twice, and I'll probably never say it again this year. Weasel. I've been. I thought I've been carrying with uh, Mariota that he's been pretty accurate so far. Uh, last oh, last week or so. Right. What's that? Last week or so. Last week or so. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But uh, uh, I guess uh, with they, the this, with this same press, by the way, also said that Bridgewater wasn't going to be a good prospect. That's true, and uh, <laughs> yeah, people question first round pick. Yeah, <laughs> but uh, I, I see the, the the Bucks winning. We got uh, yeah, uh, yeah, I see them also because of uh, uh, James Winston and think the guy you know he's going to be a respectable quarterback this season. And uh, but their offense, I mean. You got those two wide receivers, Mike Evans, and you got uh, Vincent Jackson, and the guy that I have uh, not really trusted in the past. I trusted him early on, Doug Martin, their running back. Uh, I like picked him up a couple years ago, and maybe like last year or so. And he know. was kind of a, a disappointment, but this season, I don't know what y'all think about it, but they're saying he's supposed to have somewhat of a, like a breakout season and be up there towards the top. So. I, I guess the Bucks yeah. just uh, on more sla- an established uh, offense around Winston. He'll be moving towards the top because you can't get any further down than where he was last year. I so see what he's doing there. Yeah, of course towards he's going to be moving the towards the top because you can't go back further than <laughs> the bottom. I'm thinking up, upper. He'll be in the upper half. <laughs> oh, look out! Okay, okay. There but you go. don't know if I'm going to draft them though. Um, yeah, well. Chris. All right, you got the Bengals at the Raiders. Um, I just can't do it with the Raiders right now. I got the Bengals. You know, I know I'm an Andy Dalton supporter, and I've said good things about the Bengals. I have them blowing this game. Uh, don't ask me why exactly, but I think it'll be the wake-up call to actually get the defense to care, and that'll be the point to get the Bengals to where they win a division. I have the Raiders. I'd say with the Raiders, uh, defense is not really you know, too up on them. And uh, with uh, David Carr, I think he's looking like a legit quarterback. And I think he's it's going to be the guy. He's going to get a ton of yards. He's going to get a good amount of touchdowns, maybe like twenty five or so. But I think his problem is he'll have uh, he'll be up in the the interception interception wise. So uh, uh, Raiders versus uh, Bengals. Bengals. I'm I'm gonna I'll stay I'll I'll go with the Bengals. It's uh, uh but that's the duo of Cooper and. Uh, and Carr, I think it's going to be 
fun to watch. It'll, could He'll be, certainly beat the hell out of Rod Streeter. It could be <laughs> kind of a little similar uh, how the chemistry between uh, AJ Green and uh, Andy Dalton. And Andy Dalton. I think they're going to have a similar connection. So, but Bengals. So a similar connection, but the Bengals will still win. Not fair enough, Chris. Yeah, they're deep. Defense, right. come on. I got you. Next, you got the Ravens at the Broncos. I'm going Broncos. Um. Yeah, me too. Just on the strength of offense alone. I like Justin Forsett, but because Joe Flacco. Weasel. Yeah, I thought, I thought Forsett was going to be like, you know, kind of the backup uh, throughout his career and stuff and get some yards here and there, but he's proven to be a little better. So uh, I guess uh, I'll go with the Broncos. Next up. The Giants at the Cowboys. Cowboys, all the way. Sunday night game. Um, you never know what you're going to get from the Giants. And it's exactly why I'm picking the Cowboys. Please. Okay. There was uh, about a couple weeks ago, I believe, uh, there was a team that uh, I forgot who they played, but they, they were saying that uh, Odell Beckham Jr., whenever he went up for a pass, they were they were not looking to get an interception or anything like that. Uh, y'all hear something like that? They were looking to uh, put pain into uh, Odell Beckham Jr. Y'all hear that before? Nope. No, but it's not necessarily a bad plan as far as trying to get him – uh, worried, I suppose. Well, hopefully, you don't do anything illegal in doing that. But so, but uh, uh he's one man, and uh, I think there's a little bit of uh, he is but balance. one man. Yes. So uh, I'm going to go against the uh, the Giants this game. Contrarian. Why not? By the way, thanks for the game. Boom. No. See, uh, against no, the Giants. So yeah, y'all yeah. pick the Giants? No, we picked the Cow- oh, Cowboys. You, you say- yeah, I got Cowboys. Oh, I pick against uh. the Giants. So. You are truly a contrarian. You're trying to agree with us, but you have to do it in an opposite way. Right. At least you're versatile, Weasel. I'll give you that. <laughs> and, of course, that'll do it for this week's edition of the Study Hall. Oh, we got Monday Night Games. Oh, Monday Night Games. Plural. Yeah, I was just hoping to avoid having to talk about the 49ers. <laughs> <laughs> Can you play first, me? <laughs> All right, Monday Night first, Games. First Monday Night Game, you got the Eagles at the Falcons. Um, Anybody? I got the Eagles. Okay, thank you. <laughs> uh, it's, it's a healthy Sam Bradford, so I got the Eagles. Well played. And then uh, the other Monday night game, we got the Vikings at the Niners. I got the Vikings. You know, if this were a defensive contest where only defense could win the game, I'd pick the 49ers, even with all the players that they lost. But they have to score the football. They will not. I have the Vikings. God, that hurt. Weasel. Well, it's just that... that uh, the improvement of their uh, their defense. Definitely not talking about the uh, uh, the Niners here, but uh, <laughs> yeah, how many players uh, retire and stuff? And Chris Borland, so he made a quite a uh, uh, quite a, a impression with a as a linebacker that uh, replaced one of the best linebackers in the league, uh, yeah, Patrick Willis. Correct. The guy had a lot of promise, and uh, he stepped away from the game due to like uh, concussion issues and stuff like that. So. But uh, Vikings, uh, uh, Bridgewater's looked solid during the preseason. His sets are very impressive. So based on defense and a finally a balanced offense and a little guy named Adrian Peterson coming back, Vikings. Fair enough. That will wrap us up. Despite my best efforts to not talk about the 49ers, I still did. And it's going to be a rough year. A rough year, I tell you. <sighs> All right, anyways. Of course, thanks for listening to Student of the Game here on NGSC Sports. You can check us out on the website, www.ngscsports.com. Check us out on Twitter, at the SOTG. Um, of course, you can check out Weasel at Weasel, the SOTG. Of course, Chris at Hydraulic Upright. That's U-P-R-I-T-E. 
on Twitter. Good times. Of course, check out the NGSC Sports YouTube channel. Just, you know, search for NGSC Sports on YouTube. It'll be awesome. You'll see me on there doing the sports symposium. Another episode soon to be coming out here really soon. Actually, I need to call Demos. I don't know what's up with that. Anyways, so, um, yeah, we just talked about week one. That's awesome. I'll see you guys at the house. Well, at least one of you. I don't know if Chris can make it. But I'll see you guys at the Ale House on Sunday to watch football. And I'll see everyone else next Monday for the next episode of the Student of the Game. Until next time, class dismissed. Hello, it is Ryan, and we could all use an extra bright spot in our day, couldn't we? Just to make up for things like sitting in traffic, doing the dishes, counting your steps, you know, all the mundane stuff. That is why I'm such a big fan of Chumba Casino. Chumba Casino has all your favorite social casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere with daily bonuses. That should brighten your day a little. Actually, a lot. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. BDW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.